0: wild, wild west of college athletics. Ever since NIL was instituted barely a year ago, things have gotten pretty crazy, and I think they're going to get even crazier. Well, the NCAA has decided that it's time to rein things in with some quote unquote restrictions, regulations, however you want to describe them, or they even want to describe them. Those are the things that are taking place right now. So I want to talk about what those mean for obviously college athletics but obviously for us as the Auburn family, and if it will affect us at all. That's what we're going to discuss here today on ever to It is our short-form video audio series, because I'm not calling it a show just yet, because we're just kind of trying these things out for a little while to see if you all enjoy them on the podcast or here on YouTube. But we're going to be discussing topics that are prevalent, obviously, to us as Auburn family members, and might even take a little bit of a broader spectrum as this topic tends to do today. So with that, let's talk about it. NIL, when I say the word, acronym really, most people kind of (laughs) shudder or get frustrated. I, I would say the prevailing opinion, at least for the vocal majority, is one of negative connotation. You probably had a reaction right now as you heard that. I did, just saying it. It is something that I think, as most things are, when plans and ideas are implemented, a lot of the time there are good intentions as part of those plans. But that's human nature, and that is us as, as flawed individuals. We as humans tend to ruin things because that's what we do, because we're by nature, you know, selfish, greedy, however you want to say that. I know that's a bleak look on society, but it's just the reality. Our carnal nature tends to send us in directions that sometimes we bring in self-inflicted pain upon ourselves and the things that we love, that being college athletics. This conversation of athletes needing to be compensated for their time, especially those in the higher profile sports where they are having their name and their likeness and their image used for profit for the university, has been ongoing and obviously reached a fever pitch last year with the implementation of NIL. And I know we've all got our opinions on it, as I already addressed. I have my own as well, but I also try to see both sides of the coin here and try to understand it from all parties involved, all perspectives. And I do see that there is some room for discussion in athletes being compensated in some way. I think there's also an argument that you are being compensated already, but we can debate if that is enough of a compensation for you as an athlete, depending upon the time constraints that it puts on your life and your academic life at Auburn or anywhere else. So that is definitely a conversation we can have and continue that conversation. But more so, we're in IL now. It's here. It's not going away. The Pandora's box has been opened up. And I would say that for the most part, um, athletes... Are benefiting obviously from that a lot And I, I would say that fans are actually currently bidding benefiting from it as well even if they don't like that there's always been this speculation right that there's things going on under the table in dark alleys to get athletes well now it just happens in broad daylight so we all know this type of stuff has been going on and now it's here out in the open is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. The problem is, is when those things continue to be exploited even further beyond what they were originally intended for, but even further to extreme circumstances. So there's been recently a call from NCAA schools, presidents, however you want to um, categorize them, but definitely presidents, athletic directors, about the NCAA needing to help wrangle in some of the things that are unspoken, but also things that are obvious going on with NIL and especially collectives in terms of companies that are, we'll call it, and I think that's what most people have called them collectives. Uh, these are usually companies that are created, that are funded from fans and also boosters. There's that fun word that everybody loves to talk about and get involved when we talk about playing players. But these are funded by these individuals. Maybe you are some of them that fund them. No judgment, just something that may be true if you're listening to this. But then they find ways to get sponsorship, a.k.a. NIL deals for the athletes that are currently there. Nothing wrong with that in terms of the new rules, the new landscape that we find ourselves in. I think, you know, you're probably even thinking now as an Auburn fan of some certain names, some certain companies that are probably uh, popping to mind right now that have risen up over the last year, and you probably know some athletes associated with them. I myself, frankly, uh, was recently at uh, Auburn for a baseball series a couple weeks ago from the time of recording this, and one of those entities was there with the athletes that are a part of it and they were doing a lot of, you know, gripping and grinning, uh, handshaking and meeting people and as part of, I guess, their obligations for being part of that company collective. Um, So I don't really see on the surface anything wrong with that if this is the way the things are going to be going. The problem is, is now, as I addressed earlier, our human nature takes over and there are people now starting to exploit that to the farthest extent, it's, it's that common thing as a child. You're told, no, don't do this because of this. But you like to push those boundaries to see how far you can get away with it before the because of this comes along. And that is what continually happens, not just in college athletics, but just in life. But We're trying to keep it within the, col- uh, the context of college athletics. How much can I do before I actually get in trouble? And when you implement NIL the way that it was implemented with very little regulations, very little rules, there's going to be a lot of that going on. You know, one of the universities that's getting their name attached to this a lot is Miami, uh, the university, the U of Miami. And I've seen a lot of Miami fans on social media lamenting about this is like, How are we always the ones that are assumed to be doing this? Well, because you're the ones that are usually caught up in it. (laughs) That's kind of the way it works. Uh, But I remember there was an article being written about this, an opinion piece, and front and center was Mario Cristobal, the new head coach of Miami, and uh, their images plastered all over that. So are they involved in some of the things that have uh, been going on? Most likely. (laughs) But if you're a college uh, athletics fan, if you're an Auburn fan, I can guarantee you things are going on that uh, you don't know about, that you don't want to know about. It's just a matter of who can bend the rules without breaking them and getting caught as of this point. But since this is going on, uh, since now it has become not just getting the the players that are currently at a university, a.k.a. Auburn, paid, compensated for their image, their likeness, to be able to profit, while they are quote unquote employed, because some people view it that way by the university, um, this this NIL has given them an opportunity to. The problem is, is people, boosters probably, especially, have now started to find ways around the rules to start to encourage athletes that have not yet reached your university opportunities to see these deals that could incentivize them to come on over. So I took this uh, article uh, from ESPN, Dan Murphy. I'm going to read you a little bit of an excerpt. I kind of took some bits and pieces out of it. Uh, But from Dan Murphy on ESPN, I wanted to read this to you to kind of update you on some of the rules, regulations that are being updated and sent out this past Monday to NCAA school. So here we go. the NCAA's Division One Board of Directors published new guidelines Monday to clarify that boosters, including recently created companies based uh, designed to provide athletes as a particular school with endorsement deals should not have any contact with prospective college athletes, their family members and their representatives. The group's first public response comes amid concern that some boosters and Nil focused companies known as collectives, are offering money as incentives to attend a particular school. Member schools received guidelines Monday saying that boosters or collectives who contact recruits or sign athletes to contracts that are not content, that are contingent upon a player's attendance at a particular school are breaking NCAA rules. The Division One Board of Directors said the NCAA could pursue sanctions against anyone who has egregiously violated these rules in the past ten months. It really hasn't even been a year since NIL rules were changed but is likely to focus more on issues that come up in the future. So what does that tell us? It tells us that there's been clear evidence that they've had to implement that part in there of someone breaking these rules egregiously already. This doesn't just pop up because someone's worried about it. The NCAA, unfortunately, is a very reactionary, as you can see with the implementation of NIL uh, body. They don't get out ahead of things. At least it seems like they don't. They kind of wait and then they react, which puts them behind the eight ball a lot. That's just my interpretation of it. That may not be the case, but that's how I feel about it. So that's what's going on. These rules are coming because someone has egregiously, the word used in the ESPN Dan Murphy article, broken these rules. Has Auburn done it? I don't think so. (laughs) I'm aware I have my orange and blue glasses on. But I do think that we are capable of that. Um, When you're trying to keep up in college athletics, especially college football, you are not doing your due diligence if you are not trying to take advantage of every opportunity you can. Not saying breaking the rules, but again, we go back to that question of bending the rules, pushing the boundaries of where you can to try to get that advantage. I mean... We're building a brand-new football facility simply because everybody else in the SEC, our biggest competitors, have those uh, just for you know development of football players. That's a tool. So if you think that Auburn hasn't... I shouldn't say Auburn. Let me clarify here. If you think that people who claim Auburn haven't tried these things, you're being naive. <laughs> I love to live in that world. I used to live in that world, but these things... Uh, go on. Now, in terms of these rules being implemented here recently, do I think Auburn's involved in this? I don't really have any evidence to see that. Uh, As I said, some of these companies you see popping up, um, I've seen them do good things with it. In fact, I I don't know people personally, on a personal level, uh, that run these things, but I'm aware of someone that runs one, and from what I understand is a pretty good individual. Um... So I think that there's the best intentions a lot of times with these, but when do those best intentions devolve a little bit? When do they get out of hand? It will if it's not regulated. And so again, this is the NCAA trying to get in here and reactively get in order with something, try to get something under control that they kind of let out of Pandora's box too early. And that's the thing about Pandora's box when it's open You can't put it back in. So where does this take us with Auburn Athletics? I think, uh, as I said, I don't see any reason, uh, anything that I'm aware of, of, problems going on that would affect Auburn this way, but it does open the door up. They have said, hey, you've been egregiously violating this. You are subject to punishments, even in the last 10 months since this has been implemented. So that's something that we need to be aware of and something we need to be cognizant of. Uh, the great thing is, and I know a lot of people think to this, not even football, but basketball with the NCAA investigation for Bruce Pearl and all that stuff, that's been finally closed, thankfully. And I would say that you can feel pretty safe about that just from my opinion in terms of relation to this because they've been investigating him throughout all of this. And if you think that they've been trying to push the boundaries during that investigation, I would probably say that's not the case. They want to be viewed very much as rule followers as of this point. But has it been happening anywhere else? Maybe so. I don't think we have anything to worry about as Auburn fans right now. Uh, the question is, is can we maintain that going forward as boosters, as fans, if you're participating in these collectives? Because if you think the NCAA isn't going to try to make an example of someone, then I can't help you. They are very much going to be trying to use someone as the poster child of hey you did something wrong even though we didn't really make the rules out clear on this thing they're definitely going to do that at some point to somebody let's hope it's not auburn so that's my thing that i stress if you are a part of one of these organizations if you're involved in them please make sure we're doing things by the book because auburn especially football has been through enough as of late hardships let's not make it even harder And I do think that this is a topic that's continuing to get confusing, continuing to get frustrating for a lot of us as fans, especially those of us that have never played college athletics. So my biggest encouragement to you is just try to see it from both sides of the equation and understand that these athletes, most of them truly do just want to get some slight type of compensation for when they're not able to work and things like that. I know it's frustrating. I know it's confusing. And I know it feels like football is changing, college athletics is changing, and it is. That's what happens. I don't like change, but it's not about the change. It's about how we react to the change and how we try to make it better. So I hope that we can do that as the Auburn family. Appreciate you tuning into this today. Whether you listened on podcast or YouTube form, make sure you're subscribed on either format. And please do share it out and like it as well on whichever format that you're taking part in this show or series episode today. Thank you for tuning into the E2C Network, where it's orange and blue. with what we do.